Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Quantum Woman. I'm your host, Shamina Taylor. And today we have an amazing treat for you today. We've got a young lady who is, she's the confidence queen, and she's gonna be sharing so many amazing tips, her journey, how you can become more confident. I feel like this is something that, all of us could um, tap into and have more of in our life. And I'd like to welcome Victoria, the founder of the Confidence Club Coaching Program to our show. And welcome, Victoria. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yeah, you're huge on TikTok too, aren't you? I mean, I would like to say huge, but not there yet. It's a work in progress. But yes, I definitely have been um, creating a lot of content on TikTok. I've been on social media as a content creator, crazy enough, since 2015. And then TikTok, I started last year. And that's like been so much fun. I love it. I saw some of your stuff. It's so like so perfectly crafted. And I just don't have that skill set to do that. It's beyond my skill. My, what do they say that my pay, my pay grade? It's above my got, pay grade. <laughs> yeah. It's about my pay grade. So, but you, you're doing a great job and I think it's amazing what you're doing on there. So welcome. And I want you to just introduce yourself. Like what, what do you do and um, who are you? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all of that. I am Victoria. Like she said, I am a confidence coach and I'm the host of For the Girls podcast and my content, my coaching, my podcast, all of my work um, really caters to women who ultimately want more out of life. I always say my show and my content and really just ultimately working with me is for the women who are ready to stop settling and start raising the bar. I'm all about helping women really believe and see that they can have it all. And so, yeah, everything I do really ties into that type of woman who believes in abundance, or maybe they don't see it for themselves and they really want to. And so, yeah, I cater a lot to women who are just ready for more out of life. So where does confidence come from? Where do you think that the root of it is and why aren't some people confident? Well, everything, of course, is a mindset everything is an energy. Of course, we're human. I'm human. Even as a confidence coach, I've had my own journey and I've had moments of just minor insecurities and things of that sort. And I think ultimately it's an energy that you can tap into. It's really a decision that you can make of like, do I fear rejection? Do I fear judgment? Do I take things personally? I think a lot of people struggle with that. Me, I don't take anything personally. I think people are going to just be who they are and yeah. do what they do. And really, it has nothing to do with me. So I put myself out there more than most people. I have set myself up for judgment plenty of times. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm open. You know, I'm expressive. And I think a lot of people struggle with that because the mindset and the energy around rejection and backlash. For me, I'm like, I don't really take things personally because for me, I could even put myself as a person in like on the opposite end. Like I would never leave a hate comment on someone's page or I would never be rude to people or like intentionally hurt someone's feelings. And I'm like, that says so much about me, right? That I would never do that to them. So why would I care about people on that end who would do it to me? It just says what type of person you are. So I really think like one of my main sayings of, around confidence is always just, I only want what wants me. And that really stuck. I apply that to everything, relationships, dating, friendships, jobs, business, business partner. Tell me about dating. Tell me about dating because everybody wants to hear about dating. And then I feel, cause I always think money and men are very similar and that's yeah. what I talk about. So 
where do you get the, when you say it's don't take anything personal, like how, how do you enter relationships now? So confidence is one aspect. Like, is that where you're the queen? Like I'm the best. So if, if you choose to cheat or do something else, that's on you because guess what? I'm amazing. And I'm going to keep going. Is that like the level of standard that you've set for yourself? Like, is that what you're getting at? Yeah. I mean, I'm all about having high standards for anything in life, especially in that dating aspect. Not only would you have high standards for the partner that you want to call in, but to be the part for you, the type of partner that you want to be. So I'm all about holding yourself accountable, holding the people around you accountable. Then ultimately, yes, like you just said, like if someone was going to cheat on you or whatever else that type of disrespect might look like, it almost never has anything to do with you and has everything to do with just that person's morals and who they ultimately are. Right. So your self-worth cannot be tied up into other people's behaviors. Mm -hmm. So this is where confidence comes from, because if you know that you're showing up as your confidence self and not like trying to track his every move or search and chase the money or the men, and you realize that you're the prize or that you're the queen, you don't sit there and go, okay, well, I'm going to try and control his behavior find out what he's doing, check up on him. It's like, you get to do whatever you want to do. And I'm going to be here. Is that, is that the vibe that I'm getting from you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I always say like, first of all, of course, we all know like a woman's intuition is never wrong. And like, I think, I think when you know, you know, and when the vibes are off, the vibes are off. And when the energy is unaligned, the energy is unaligned. So really you can only focus on yourself and your own alignment and whatnot. And then from there, people... I do think that people are going to love you the way that you teach them to. I do think that people are going to respect you the way that you teach them to, which is also why I talk so much about standards because you, you, you shouldn't even be in a dynamic with a partner who's disrespectful to begin with. Not to say that you can prevent someone from, you know, cheating or whatever. Of course, people ultimately show their true colors down the line. But for me, when I was single and dating, I mean, I wouldn't be, I, I didn't care. I'd go on a million first dates before I would ever waste a second date with someone who like, I just felt like, you know, unaligned with. And it's ultimately about knowing where your standards are at. I like that. And that's where the not having those insecurities zap that confidence mm-hmm. because you're like, this is a standard I want to play at. So if you're not going to meet me here and treat me like this, then you don't get a second or third date. You don't get, you don't get access to my energy kind of thing. I yeah. love that at such a young age, you figure that out and you don't get that wisdom though, just naturally. So how did that, how did that come about? What was your experience that, you know, brought you to that moment where you were able to overcome something so that you can now weigh your odds? Cause I don't know how old you are, but I mean, it's just, there's a moment where you're probably like, mm, this I'm done with this behavior anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. This doesn't align with me. This is where I need to move. Yeah. Well, for starters, I would I would say I'm like more of an old soul, generally speaking, just how I am in life. But also, I think the way sorry, say that again, you seem like one. Absolutely. (laughs) But um, also, I think the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So I, I don't only attribute all that stuff to dating. I attribute it to business and money. Like you said, money and men, like there's so much alignment there. And, you know, I don't I don't um, play small with, with any, excuse me, with anything. Um, I really do, like I said, wear my heart on my sleeve. I put my all into literally everything. And I think a lot of women, when it comes to dating, they are afraid to ask for more, whether it be an insecurity or so much self-doubt. I think because they will just rather take what they can get than be single. For me, 
I had my most successful, you know, business years being single, not being distracted by other people. I learned so much about myself, even just hobbies and fun things because I had so much of that time to myself. So I wasn't willing to just settle and take what I can get. I think a lot of people are very bored when they're alone. And also a lot of people, um, when it comes to dating, they really, they start to think like, am I crazy? Am I asking for too much? But I know that things are possible. And if it exists for one person, of course it exists for me too. So why, what makes someone more special to receive that than I do, than I would be. And so, yeah, I mean, I think patience, patience is like at the forefront of everything. You just wait, wait, wait until um, it aligns with you. But it starts with us though. It's like, it starts with not being insecure because yeah. that's the opposite, polar opposite of confidence, you know, not, um, not allowing the thoughts like, but people have patterns though. They're raised with, you know, trauma in their past lives, you know, where their previous life where they haven't felt worthy and, or they have, they've doubted themselves. I feel like trust is one of the big things where confidence comes. Once you trust yourself, you trust your decision-making, you trust that everything's going to be okay. No matter what, like going all in, what you just said is something that I really want a lot of women to do. I myself sometimes struggle with it in a relationship, let's say, you know, cause I have, I'm careful, you know, cause there's past history, but with business and life, if you don't go all in on whatever it is you're doing, then you may miss an opportunity that's there. So having the confidence to enter a situation knowing that you're going to be okay, no matter what I think is the standard. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. Because it's good. I was actually just talking about this with clients of mine, where I said, whatever picture you're paint that ha- you have painted in your head or whatever expectations you have, you have to remove those things because that's when people set themselves up for disappointment or being discouraged. When the honest truth is, even if the results are not, don't look like the picture you already painted in your head, they still work out ultimately things are going to work out. It just might not look like the way that you thought, but it doesn't mean that that things didn't work out. So instead of having expectations and instead of like hoping and wishing for one certain picture, perfect thing, understand that things are going to work out regardless of what that may look like. And like you just said also about with the trust, that is a really big part of why women really struggle with self-esteem because they don't trust First of all, they don't trust in their own timeline. They play the comparison game. They look to what other people has, which that then starts to turn into a lack mindset and a scarcity mindset. And and it all just turns into the fear of like not being good enough, never going to have enough. Why is it taking so long for me and whatnot? And I think one way that a lot of women can really start to embody a more abundant way of thinking is simply just allowing even the smallest wit acts of receiving that's a really big thing is that a lot of women struggle to receive they're very hyper independent and one example i always give is even as simple as someone holding the door open for you when when someone holds the door open women start to walk faster they speed up because they're like oh if this person's going to hold the door i better not hold them up i better walk faster or if someone offers for help them to to help them they're like Oh no, I got it. It's all good. So because they're so used to just like, no, 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 there's a lot of lack of trust happening. And I think that really is a direct thing of, of insecurity or low self-esteem. Yeah. I mean, cause they want to do battle by themselves is what I say. They're just trying to control the narrative, not owe anybody that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, um, 
what can women who are listening right now start to start identifying their self-limiting beliefs around, you know, their confidence and trusting themselves and allowing, I do believe that the feminine is the trusting part and the human wounded masculine state is usually when we are like doubting and we were put ourselves in self-sabotage when we are, um, you know, trying to make things work as opposed to allowing them to work and just like, I love what you said. And I think everybody should really take away this because this does, this does apply to money as well, but just going all in and just trusting, and this is emotional mastery at this point, not letting your emotions take you off of a place where you want to keep guarded because the more guarded you are, the less access to the most beautiful things in your life that you can have and you can't receive. And, you know, receiving is something I talk about deeply. You know, if you have your heart guarded, how are you going to receive new experiences, new love? Yes. Sometimes things come with pain, starting a new business, starting a relationship, ending a relationship, ending a business or pivoting or all these things, but you won't know until you actually open yourself up to fully receive the opportunity and experience that's in front of you. I mean, people are going to be people. And I really love another thing that you said is about you having to be the only one that is autonomous really on how you do things. Like you are the one that could dictate the outcome for everything. So if you just concentrate on you and not worry about everybody else, that's really important. But I know women come up with self-limiting beliefs. Confidence is one of the things that I help women work on down to their walk, down to their talk. You know, they come to me because they love how confident I am or, but I still have my own secure insecurities that I work through. I'm just working at them faster or I'm not letting them maybe take over. When I see them coming through, I'm like, okay, I have a different way of doing it. What's your process and what do you guide people through when they know something's flaring up? You know, know, if they're anxious attackers in a relationship or if there were a lot of insecurities come up or if they're I don't know if this launch is going to work. I don't know if I'm going to make money, you know, or, you know, that, that, what if it doesn't work? Like, that's the worst thing when you hear, what if it doesn't work? Cause that means you, you really aren't confident that it's going to work. And so if you feel like it's not going to work, guess what's not going to work. So what are your, what are your guidelines and beliefs that are helping people back from their full potential that way? Well, I love everything that you just said, a couple of different things. I'm going to get into the limiting beliefs aspect, but one so aligned with the whole masculine and feminine energy when you were describing the wounded masculine the main problem is that it's that control freak energy it's that sense of control and once you have to give that up or surrender that control and then tap more into the feminine that's where that like lack of trust is going to be challenged like you're going to have to of course trust so I love everything you just said the other thing that you just said when you just quickly mentioned what if this launch doesn't make me any money or anything one big thing that I say is a key factor to confidence is anticipation because and and perception ultimately because your perception precedes the reality and what you anticipate ultimately manifests so if you anticipate failure you're just that's it you're going to fail if you anticipate success you're going to succeed it's the same thing as when i post a tiktok video how many girls want to be content creators but they anticipate that no one would care about their content that no one would listen so they don't post the video they don't do it because they just anticipate no one's going to care so that all right there, the way you perceive something becomes the reality of that thing. So if you perceive that no one would want to listen, or if you perceive that TikTok is going to be really hard, then you're not going to post the content because that's going to be, become the reality of that same thing. Now, when it comes to the limiting beliefs aspect, first of all, I always define what confidence is, which is the transfer of belief. So limiting beliefs is a direct, like if you were to just put it in a diagram, it's like confidence, the transfer of belief. Here are your limiting beliefs right here. 
That's what you're transferring. People sense insecurity just as much as they sense confidence because it's the belief that you're transferring on, onto people. So now with limiting beliefs, I see it very tangibly. I see it like a, like a circle, like a cycle, basically. Almost imagine a circle. And at the top of the limiting belief cycle would be where you're currently at. Then next following that would be what your belief system is. And then next following that would be the actions that you take. And then last following that would be the results that you get. And it continues because you could be not a business owner, but you want to, you know, be entrepreneurial. You want to do all this. You want to do all that, whatever you want to go for making more money and whatnot. But right now you have nothing. And then if your beliefs are like, oh, but it's really hard. It's not likely for me. Then the actions are going to be that you don't do it. So then the result is going to be that you don't get it because when you do what you've always done, you get what you've always got. But now if you have that same situation where you're like, I want all this, I want all that. But the beliefs are, it's possible for me. I wouldn't have the vision if it weren't possible. And so now you you believe in that positively, you take the action, and then you have the new results. And that's how the cycle finally changes. And that's how you break your patterns. Cause you're, yeah. you're, I mean, and a belief is just something we just keep thinking. So it's not like it's true or not. You could just pick up a new belief if you want. Yeah. Um, I really love your, how your diagram, how you do, I do things a little bit similar, but I love that because it's very laid out and, you know, you're not going to get the results if you have the belief. So this direct, I always say, look at your current reality. That's what you believe. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the truth of where you were at. So, um, I know you talk a lot about putting yourself out there. That's something that I absolutely love. I'm always, I have a saying in my business, messy makes me millions. So just <laughs> take messy action, just go do the damn thing. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. I mean, you get over yourself. Like after it's like when you, you, people have so much fear about doing a video. I'm like, when you do it once and you get over that fear, you're like, damn, why did I wait so long to do this? Cause it really wasn't that bad. And mm-hmm. the less perfect you are, the more people actually like you. If people really understood that, you know? So, um, talk a little bit about, you know, putting yourself out there on social media and, you know, I know people are fueled by the insecurities. I live in abundance. So I look at somebody's wealth and success and I'm like, if she can do it, I can do it. But I know in a lot of people, it's another saying I have my business, but she can do it. I can do it. But I know a lot of people don't have that. So how can people maintain authentic, you know, um, confidence without having that paralyzing, you know, moment where they're like, Oh, yeah. You know, what is the, what is the gift of going out there? Cause you're very well-spoken. You have this confidence about you and um, yeah. Well, I love, I love, love, love that you said messy action because that's a really big thing that I talk about. I have so many little things that I feel like, but I hear you say it. I'm like, yes, we're so aligned. <laughs> Somebody like feels the same way. So I love that you said that because that I would say messy action is what built my business. I mean, I started working on social media literally in college. So at such a young age, and then I quit my full-time job by the age of 22 or 23. I like started, yeah, I was 22 when I graduated and got my job by 23. I was done and started working for myself. But that was literally because because of how much I embarrassed myself and how much I was willing to fail. Yeah, right. Willing to fail. Now at 2018, 2017, and I'm like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. But honestly, it built a business for me. And I think even then, you know how I mentioned that quote that I say, I only want what wants me. I think even then, even without having the saying, that's already the motto I was living. And that's what I was believing because I think ultimately people, a lot of people, they have fears around like even their family, not supporting their business or whatever. And I'm like, do you think you're going to build a business, an actual sustainable full-time legit career 
on just like your family and friends supporting you, then you're in for a rude awakening. <laughs> you're absolutely in for a rude awakening. Because they're the last people to buy stuff. Just letting yeah, you know right they're now. They're the last people to buy. And even if and they, they really care, buy, even if they do buy, they only buy to support you on your launch and they're yeah. not your consistent customers. So when you have that, that mindset of like, okay, uh, at, uh I got to make sure all of these people buy, or my mom told me it's not going to work out. That's that paralyzing factor right there. So being really authentic is honestly just like having your, your blindfold on or like, just like looking straight ahead. Uh, it's almost like I say, driving a car the, for the first time, like imagine you're 16 and you're getting your permit, like you're getting behind the wheel for the first time. Of course, you're going to be nervous and you, it's scary to do anything like that for the first time. But if you're looking all over the road, you're going to crash the car. That's just what's going to happen. If you're looking at your destination and you're saying straight ahead, you're going to get to your destination. You're going to actually get there safely. And so I think if that's a really important thing is just like staying forward thinking, I only want what wants me. Um, and, and the other thing too, is all about going back to the trust, I think is about your timeline. Like if you can allow yourself to just have fun and not to say, take the full pressure off, because yeah. obviously like you need to put a little bit of pressure on to actually get shit done. But if you can just have fun along the way, and trust that your timeline is going to work out in your divine timing and realize like what somebody else has or their timeline, it has nothing to do with me. Like what I'm going to be me always and what's meant for me will be mine. And it's going to find me how and when and where exactly how it's going to find me. So I think when you can implement that feeling of like, I only want what wants me, I only want what wants me, maybe you're going to go through really low points in the beginning, but when you finally take that messy action and like go for something, you're going to get so much better, so much stronger. You're not going to care what your parents say, what your friends say. It, you're going to be doing it for you and not for anybody else. Yeah. I, it's going back to that, that self accountability and being, and just like, what's going on with me? What's going on with me? What do I believe? You know, I love what you just said. I only want what wants me. There's a, a saying, um, uh, what, what you're seeking is seeking you. And, mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm having a blank now. It's not Osho. I can't remember what spiritual teacher said that, but I have a shirt that says it. I remember when I was, I was awakening spiritually. I remember saying that I'm like, whatever, whatever I'm seeking is seeking me, you know? And, um, that's kept things there, but I, I love what you just said. It's so beautiful because I feel like when I started online, it was back in 2013, I was posting just inspirational things back then. And, um, I remember I, my, I, I was, I would get nervous about posting things on there. And I sat and I was like, who is it that I'm really nervous about seeing my work or judging me? So I made a list of all the people I thought were judging me. And I was really surprised to find out who it was. It wasn't necessarily the people I even cared about, but, and then I got a little deeper. I'm like, oh, well, why do I care what they think? Oh, why do I want to be liked by them? Oh, and then I kind of like moved through this process. I came up with this, this quote, stop seeking validation from those who are not qualified to give it. Actually, Cardi B even posted it on her Instagram um, uh -huh. years ago and Kim Kardashian and it was she like, they're all were posting it. It was one of those things because everybody felt that because yeah. you were sitting here worried about people who are taking up space inside your life, even if they are a significant other, but really, why do we give them so much say in how you are going to show up? And, you know, I get it apparent at some point, but when you become a grown person, 
you probably outgrew your parents. You know, you probably outgrew where they were, what they know, and um, nothing you could be doing that could be so detrimental that it was wrong. Like, but just showing up and sharing your gift, I think is so powerful or showing up and sharing what you have to say is so, so powerful, you know? So, um, I love that. So, um, wait, sorry. I want to just say, I'm like, Oh, hold on. The other thing too, of what exactly what you just said, go with the whole, um, caring what they think one really key way for someone who's like a, a beginner for someone who's like brand new into all this um you re- actually ask yourself the question what holds more weight or what holds more value in your life my desired results or their opinion and if you could look at it right like that exactly i mean that that's it right there sorry i didn't mean to no, I, I always this is what i say i'm like if people are going to judge you you're meeting them at their insecurities so you're going to meet them, like, especially because I talk about money unapologetically. So if you're going to sit there and meet people at their judgments, you're meeting them at their, their scarcity mindset. So do you want to meet them where they, their limiting beliefs are, or do you want to set a new pattern for yourself? So yeah. it requires having to step up, but having the confidence, I think sometimes people have this debilitating, um, who am I to do this? Like, you know, uh, and it's, uh, I'm not going to be perfect. I think when you I think when you hit rock bottom in anything in life, when you, you like, when you ha- it has to work, it's great. When you have no safety net, I think that's when you're like, well, it's going to work. I'm going to have to just make it work. I'm going to show up. And I know everybody goes in and out sometimes, maybe not you, but there's some people when they do post online influencers and other people who are promoting their business, they have moments where they don't want to be on when they're, I'm just not feeling it today. You know, and I say honor that, but you don't always have to push and shove and like to get yourself out there. But when you feel inspired, take the action and do it. You know, I think more women need to have their voice out there because we have a lot to say and we have a lot to do and we just need to be unapologetic about it, you know, but I love, I love what you're saying. I love it, Victoria. Okay. So confidence, um, can vary in different, uh, areas of your life. You know, like I used to be a bodybuilder and so I didn't care. I'd walk up to the weights and I would go work out. And when I'd hear, I say to women, I'm like, come on, come into the gym. Let's go work out. Oh, I'm intimidated by the weights. I'm like, what do the weights do to you? You know, like what, what do those weights do to you? Well, everybody's looking at me okay, that's a good thing. You're at the gym, right? You know, and I never would think about those things. I'd go in there, my colorful stuff, I had my butt out, like, you know, whatever it was, my little cute outfit. Uh, Cause I never wore black to the gym. I was like, you know, I was that girl at the gym. I was like, I'm here for me. So, <laughs> so when you think about confidence and career and like the, just the gym, like basic things in life, even the way they yeah. drive their selection at a restaurant, sometimes people are afraid of making the wrong decision of what they're going to order. Um, how can individuals work on building that type of, type of confidence like with specific areas, because I do say how you do one thing is how you do many. So you must have a system on how you can apply it to what they're doing. Yeah. Well, going back to when you said about the messy action, I have another little quote that I always say, I, similar to what you said, a lot of people ended up reposting your quote. This is one of mine that I feel like I've seen circulate a lot, which is confidence is a byproduct of action. So you don't get confident and then take action. You take action and then you get confident. And that goes with everything. I mean, how many times I'm sure you've seen people say, I have to practice picking up the phone to place a food order for takeout. Like I see it online where they're like practicing ordering takeout because I get like paralyzed by whatever it may be. And so a lot of people really do get nervous, even things like going live on social media, because when you're live, you can't go back and edit. Like that's it. It's all out there. So people get really scared doing those things. But I say, do it once, do it twice, do it three times at least doing it once or twice 
you'll be fine by the time that you do it for the third, fourth time. When it comes to like failure and whatnot, when people get really nervous of things like that, I say a, a winner is just a failure who failed 10 times. A failure is a person who failed once because they quit after they failed. So a failure failed once, quit, gave up, said, I'm not going through this again. And a winner just kept going. And that they're the same person. It's part of the process. Process. There's not like, here's the success, uh, here's the path to success and here's the path to failure. No, it's literally one path and it just goes up and down or side to side and it's messy. But that's what builds the confidence and yes, that's exactly like you said, you you apply that to everything. What about with dating? Going back to that, a lot of people are like afraid of dating. They're very nervous on dates. A lot of my clients are single women and girls who really struggle with dating. And I'm like, at least go on the date, even if you're like, this is not for me, whatever, just to practice. Practice, exactly. Just to, yeah. just to go. I'm like, trust me, before I met my boyfriend, Get I had that free food too, ladies. No. Yeah. <laughs> So just, just to yeah. give it a try and take that, you know, error, uh, trial and error. It, it really does build your confidence. No, it's, 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 it's really important. Um, you know, someone like, I don't drive. I'm like, well, what do you do? They're afraid to get behind the wheel. You know, I remember the first time, and I don't know if it's just the 20 something year old generation. I was telling a, a friend of mine, I'm like, just get on the phone and, and make the appointment. She's like, I don't do the phone. Yep, exactly. <laughs> what, you, what are you talking about? She's like, I can't order that. I can't do the phone. I can't make an appointment. I said, um, why? I go, you're a bad bitch when you're off, out here. What's going on? She, I just can't talk to people. And I was like, oh, I just didn't even know that was even, even a thing. Like when I was a little kid and there was a bug to be killed, they're like, bring Shamina. I'm like, yeah. okay, what do you need me to do? Because I think I just didn't know any better. I was just like, okay, I'm a leader. I'm going to go out there and kill the bug. And who, what, you know, I mean, yeah, I have my own fears, but I also learned to um, take fear and make it part of my fuel. Mm -hmm. And so if I, if I haven't been fueling my fear in a different way, where I haven't been like at least allowing the fear to have a moment, I, I won't be able to do the things I was doing. You know, I feel like if, when people realize that they're not going to hit it out of the park the first time, they should, they should show up and try. I mean, there's a saying, if you got it right the first time, you should have done it a long time ago. So um, not everything works. And then when the thing that does work, you just keep going to town on it, you know, but I have failed quite a bit in my life, but I just didn't make it mean anything. I didn't assign deep meaning to it. You know, um, I am a woman that does protect her heart a little bit, which I need to work on that as far as the dating world and letting people in. And that's just years of trauma. And my blueprint is having a narcissistic father and not the, saying they're excuses. It's just things I have to work on. But yeah. I found being more open to the idea of love, being more open to dating, being more open to men has allowed me to have more confidence and be like, I like that. I don't like that. I like this. I don't like that. You're not going to do that. I'm not going to allow that. Yeah. And just being able to say those things and set a new standard for myself, you know, um, what about like in their, you know, I feel like I deal with mostly women who have like very established business, but then I have another program where they're new. And I think one of the things is, is going live or making videos or putting their offer out there. They have this sense of insecurity, like when people don't comment or they don't buy on it or they don't bite on it to buy, what do you tell your clients if you ever see them going through like, how does someone sustain to keep going? Like I have a method, but I'd love to hear yours because I think it's really good for listeners to hear this because I think sometimes the people that just keep showing up, they don't even have all the information. They don't have all the skill sets, but they're not afraid to fail. They're not afraid to keep going. And 
like, look at JLo. She's not the best singer out there. Okay. <laughs> but, and I think she's pretty and amazing, but she can't really sing so good. And she realized that pretty quickly, but that didn't stop her. That didn't stop my unliving color lady from going out there. There's a lot of women that are like that, you know, that, um, their skill set, Jim, she's not, she's not Celine Dion or, you know, or Beyonce or whatever, but she's like, I'm going to sing anyway. And so I feel like you got to be your biggest cheerleader. So how did, how did someone do that? Well, everyone brings something to the table that somebody else ha- doesn't have, which is why I say never to, not to say that you can't get inspired, but inspired by other people, but you can't ever, no one's going to be successful copying somebody else because you're, you're ultimately like, you don't, you're not showing any sense of value with JLo. Maybe she's not the best singer, but people love to see her perform. She's amazing. Yeah. Performer. People love to see her perform. And maybe someone like Mariah Carey, who has the best voice, she can't dance. Like she's not a good performer. Like, you know, I'm not, trust me, I'm not ragging on. No, her voice Mariah is enough. <laughs> she's like, she's got her own thing going on. She's amazing. Best vocalist like ever, but somebody might prefer to see JLo because they'd rather see a show. They'd rather see a dancer. So maybe one person, maybe two people sell the same product and one person, you know, sells it in a way where they make that product really part of like their life. And maybe they're a mom and like, it's, it's a different way. Maybe they're like showcasing their everyday life. Whereas the other person may be a young girl, single girl. She has a totally different lifestyle. Maybe she's like got that Alex Earl lifestyle, you know, and she's like in the camera. I don't, do you know who that is? I'm not sure. Okay. She's a TikToker. <laughs> you know, I she's only like, know because of my children, but yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. She's like in the camera, you know, just getting ready, going partying, whatever. And so they can. My daughter loves her because she's just so beautiful I mean she is beautiful yeah yeah I mean she's of course and and you know they have a different way now when it comes to if people are not buying then obviously what you're doing is not working so you need to change it and find something that works it doesn't have to mean you have to change the entire business you could make it still work with that business but maybe the way that you're putting it out there or the way that you're talking about it or promoting it I mean for me when it comes to like money and limiting beliefs around sales and whatnot. Of course, I've been there. Of course, I've done that. But I've also known when things are not like align, uh, uh, aligning, aligning. Oh my God, sorry, I'm going to get that out. I know when things are not aligning for me, you have to really like remove that ego. You have to be willing to say like, okay, this clearly isn't working. Like I've got to make changes. Obviously, if you know, if, if this way that I'm doing this right now, isn't really putting me into like my most successful place, then I need to accept that something's got to change. But ultimately, it doesn't mean that you give up or like, you know, when you're talking to a client, say that a client or a potential client doesn't really see the value in what you have to offer. I don't necessarily think that it should be up to you to convince that person to see your, I don't, I don't think that you should be trying to like sell and send novels and all of these things. I just think you should let them go on their way and kind of show them what they're missing. Usually then those people see it for themselves. But as far as for the person who's like selling something, I definitely, not everyone's going to be for you. I definitely have talked to countless people who didn't, buy my coaching they didn't want to you know whether spend the money or whatever it might be and I'm like okay well then like I said I only want to me obviously I don't want to work with someone who doesn't want to work with me so what am I going to do sit there and 
going back to her core beliefs again, like I'm, it's me. I'm, I always say I'm the medicine. So if you want the cure, you can come to me, but I mean, you know, so, but I mean, not everybody wants the medicine. I'm a medicine woman. I got the medicine, but when you're ready for the medicine, then I'm here. So I never convince people either. I think that's just standing by your product, standing by your work and knowing that you've done the work to embody what you're teaching, that you stand for your brand. And there's a lot of things that go around, you know, that. So you just touched about money for a little bit. So let's talk money. So um, specifically, how have you created such a healthy relationship with, um, with money and why should women be more unapologetic when it comes to their desire of more of it? Cause this is what I teach about. And I'd love to hear, I mean, I just, I just say if you can have it just because, so what is your, you know, just, that's it. That's, that's, that's the whole story, but what is your, <laughs> what is your take on it and how have you overcome this? Well, I definitely, I certainly agree with that because what it comes down to is like anyone who has it has it because they just chose that they're going to have it. They're like, okay, I want to have this business. Right. I want to make this amount of money. So they didn't just, and this is not in any way to ever judge anyone's job, but those people obviously didn't go and become a teacher and just say that I'm just going to be a teacher that I'm just going to complain about my salary for the rest of my life. We need teachers. Trust me. I'm all here for teachers, but they also, you know what you're getting yourself into. I, I only mention that because it's a low salary career. Obviously, we know that. So someone who wants to make a lot of money and to not not have those problems, they don't put themselves in those positions. Right. So for me, I did what the average American does, which is I went to college and I got a job in my like field. But like I said, I mean, I graduated 22 by 23. I quit my job. So because wow. that was because I know what it's like to feel like you're working so much, but not seeing the reward, not seeing that financial gain back. And that can really harm your relationship with money because then you start to see it as scarce or like really hard to gain an abundance of. So I think one word that I mentioned in this interview already was patience. And I think patience was a very big mindset I had to develop around money while working on the things I was working on because patience is already having the trust that it will happen. If you are patient, you're like, okay, I know that this is going to happen. That's when you could stay patient. Otherwise, then that's when people get discouraged. They quit because a lot of people look for these quick fixes. They look online. They see an overnight get rich quick thing. They try that because they see this girl's like, I made $50,000 in a month. When that doesn't happen for them, they quit that. They stop posting that. They start posting the next thing. I mean, I see people do this all the time. I'm like, how many different things are you going to post in one year? Like, let's get with it, right? So I knew at that time, like I may, I may not have had, not have had the actual dollar, but I never wanted to be that cheap friend. I never wanted to be that person who couldn't just like go out on the weekend or couldn't go get dinner. How many times did I have to go through that? Denying that I knew mentally that was going to ruin me for the rest of my life. So I, you know, I started doing the blogging. I started doing the content creation. I started doing all those things and I committed to everything I started, which is what I think is most important is that I, I saw the long-term gain with money instead of wanting short-term quick money, which is why, like, for example, with my coaching, now I offer just like commitment packages, like high investments of not only money, but time. But in the beginning of doing it, I literally would offer one one call or like a package, a bundle of three calls. And it was obviously a low cost and it was obviously easier to sell because it was low cost and it was such a quick thing. But then again, even years into like 
making more money, I found myself back in that cycle, like I did at 22 of like, I'm working so much, but not seeing that reward. And so instead of over, you know, burning out and like hustling and all that, and then being like, okay, well then if I'm going to only sell one call, I need to sell 50 calls a month. Instead, I said, fuck this. I may be getting rid of a lot of my, my clients right now, because obviously low cost is easier to buy. I'm going to make it even harder for people to buy. I'm going to make it a bigger investment, a bigger commitment, because that is when I'm going to see something that's actually sustainable. So I was willing to take that risk of like, this is going to be big. Like I'm having all these girls who would spend say 300 bucks, but what about the girls who will spend $6,000? There's a, that's, you know, different, but because I had that mindset around long-term, that's why I was able to take that risk. That scarcity short-term mindset is, I think those are the people who screw themselves over the most because they look for something to make them money right now. Um, so I wasn't afraid to set bigger goals because I wasn't in a pinch for quick cash. I wanted like real wealth and I wanted to feel like I had money, not just like constantly having to get back into that hustle thing. So I think that might've answered your question. Yeah, no, you explain it in a different way, but you, we very similar in, in how we think about things, you know, I knew this was going to pop up. Sorry. Um, it was because I'm going to interview with you. Um, so, yeah. so, um, you know, it's like, a. I always say the higher the ticket price for the mentorship, the, 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 the need for the client goes down because they don't need you as much. They, they, they don't, they're the lower the ticket, the more that people um, are needy and they want everything because they're living more of a scarcity mindset with the lower ticket. I think it's great that you came up with that idea, you know, as you evolve um, how you price your programs and how you the type of clients that you want to speak to. I love that you said that you priced it to the place that not everybody, it was, uh, it was priced high. So not everybody could have access to it. Like it's not for everybody. And then when that's part of the confidence that you have in knowing your worth and you're not charging a worth because you, you know, your worth is unlimited, unlimited, but it's like, I know that the value that I bring is, is worth this exchange of wealth. And so I've decided I want to be at this level as opposed to what I was doing before a lot of practitioners and a lot of service providers, a lot of coaches and mentors, they don't click that in because their money mindset keeps them in that scarcity. Well, let me just throw out these one and dones. Let me just have a couple of here, but that's not reoccurring income. It's also, it's being able to be in the fear of like, will I make money next month? Mm-hmm. If I take this, I take this uh, leap. I remember when I went from um, one-on-one mentoring and I decided to get rid of it a couple of years ago. It was June 21, 20, 2020. I can't remember what month, what year it was. It was 21. And I, yeah, it was 21. I said, I'm not doing this one-on-one anymore. I had 15 clients that were paying me anywhere from four to $10,000 a month. And, um, but I knew I was done with that. I wanted to do group programs. So I had, I was afraid. I was like, well, this money's going to go away. Am I going to be able to do this again? And I remember riding the Peloton and I was crying and I was like, oh my gosh, this money's going to go away. This money's going to go away. And then I decided, what do you know to be true, Shamina? What do you teach? It doesn't matter. You money does not make you wealthy. What do you know to be true? You know how to make money. We also know the money's there. It's just going to be a different exchange of how it's coming in. You're you're in this belief system. You're going to have different people that are coming in. You're going to serve more women. And I started crying on the Peloton. I was like, oh my gosh, there's more is coming. More money's coming. It's coming. More is coming. And that's where one of my biggest mantras in my business have come from is more is coming. And I feel like then you can be really unapologetic of what you want. Your standards could be higher as how you serve your clients. That's where confidence comes in to like cut off this part that's not serving, but then be in a state of, 
patience of knowing it's on its way. I've never heard patience talked about that way because I always talk about it as the feminine. The feminine is knowing and trusting that everything's going to work out, knowing and trusting that this is the most aligned next action to do it. Cause if I stayed where I was, I would be out of alignment. Keep doing that. Cause a lot of the clients that I had, they, they would sometimes wait until it was 59 minutes. And then it'd be like, what else do you have to tell me? I'm like, I just sold your whole life in 59 minutes. You want something else for the last minute? Like I had some clients like that. And I was just like, you gotta go. I was like, this is not how I live. I mean, they want to squeeze out one last little dropout. So you've been highly successful online and you've managed to really work through your mindset. I love the way, I love the way you think about things because it's like an alternate way, but the same thing, you know, it's just a different way, a different angle of looking at or a different way of explaining it. And I really going to take away the idea of patience because so many good nuggets for me, like that. I feel like personally, I loved out of this conversation, but it really comes back to you, 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 and how you want to cultivate that confidence. You know, what's, what did you say? It's like, if it's for me, I'll have it. Or, um, I only, I only want what wants me. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. I mean, truthfully, that is such living at like a highest level of standard where you're not trying to convince anybody that to love you. You're not trying to convince a client to hire you. You're not trying to convince anybody of your worth. You're, you're already worthy. And I feel like the worthiness has created the confidence. You know, we have three, and you guys have listened to my podcast for a while. We have three core wounds, you know, unworthiness, abandonment, and betrayal. And a lot of the times we're so worried about those things coming up again, because we have a repeated pattern for it. So we do things that sabotage our confidence so that we can protect ourselves from feeling that pain again, because it's so ingrained in our subconscious. It's like a habitual subconscious way of behaving that we don't realize that we're sabotaging our confidence at the same time. So I I love what you said. Now, what if somebody is in that pattern, you know, where she has been betrayed, where she has been abandoned, you know, mom, whoever relationships, clients, where she doesn't feel worthy and she's struggling with trying to grow her confidence from a place. And she might, I, I see bad bitches like this, having this problem, you know, and it comes up and it's like, you're a bad bitch. Did you forget Look what you've done? You know? So what would be your like thing that you go in and you're like, listen, this is what you're missing. This is what you need to do. Yeah. Well, the first question that I always ask clients that have like a situation like that, I'll ask them, are these beliefs original or were they influenced? Because that's a really big thing right there. Like it's one thing if you, if it's your own anxiety, your own like anxious thoughts or whatnot, the negative thoughts that come up. But it's another thing if, like you said, it was placed onto them by say a neglect wound or an abandonment wound and things of that sort, because then, you know, like, what to at least work with kind of, which also goes back to what we said in the beginning, people are going to do what they do because it's who they are. It has nothing to do with you. So it kind of goes into I love that. Just, oh my God. Like when you said it, my heart just opened (laughs) because people are going to do, people are going to do what they're going to do. And I, and that's where being reactive or responsive and you being master of your emotions, people are going to do whatever they're going to do. And it's up to you. Just take that away from this whole thing too. Okay. Keep going. That's great. People are going to do what they are, what they're going to do. And also you need to allow people to show you who they are. When people show you their true colors, stop trying to repaint them. Stop trying to see them in a different light. Take off the rose colored glasses. I'm really big on seeing things in black and white, not with this blurry gray area that a lot of people see their ex. It's all very gray. They forget like how bad it may actually have been. 
but he did this and they like they're like they justify but he did this yeah it's and like then, but he got me flowers and i'm like but he also cheated on you so exactly like, you yeah and so where do you put your stand that's a pretty great example because yeah. where do you draw the line you have to hold a strong boundary with that where you're like this is a non-negotiable i don't care if you bought me a diamond ring you did this it doesn't take like so right. what would you say there Right. So that was actually, you took the word out of my mouth was boundaries. That's where I was going to go there. I think boundaries will do everything because a lot of people are people pleasers. And that's where a lot of people lose their own self-worth and alignment within because they don't do what they actually want to do. They do what other people like would want them to do or what would please other people. It also comes down to that like uh, I'm too nice thing when people like don't know how to be confrontational or they don't know how to speak their mind because they're too nice. And what somebody taught, told me once a while ago was they said that niceness is an other centered behavior, meaning when someone's like, I'm too nice, they want to be so nice. It's just because they want to be perceived that way. It's not that they actually are so nice. It's just because they're afraid of like someone seeing them that way. But I think having boundaries doesn't make you mean, I think you're not like not a nice person because you said no to something or because you have boundaries. So I think one of the biggest practices is ultimately say what you mean, mean what you say. You have to say no when you mean no and say yes when you mean yes. And like, for example, to take that a step further, if you're on the phone with a friend and that friend is like negative vibe, say that they're just like gossiping, like whatever it might may be. And that's so not your vibe. I say, don't tell that friend oh, I'm so busy, I got to call you later, or let's talk about this later. Because then then that, because that's a people-pleasing energy, because then that friend will just call you at a later date and talk about that same Continue thing. Continue this, yeah, right. Yeah. Instead, if you set boundaries and you say, I don't want to talk about this, you're like, you're so negative, like this is killing my vibe, then they're not going to present that to you again, right? So I think there's so many different ways that people can really focus inward, whether it be about, boundaries, healing, just really channeling like what actually feels good and right and true to you and making sure that you know your needs, you understand your needs, and then you can communicate those needs. And obviously going back to like abandonment and whatnot, those things from the past, obviously they're there, they're not going to go away, but you have to now, as you get older, um, as, as you get older, as you tap more into your feminine energy and more mature energy, you learn how to accept it and live with it. That thing exists, but it doesn't affect me now because I've learned from it. Everything that I always say, your best qualities come from your worst experiences. Your best lessons come from your worst experiences. So the worst thing that's ever happened to you ultimately taught you all of these lessons that now in your adulthood and and in your feminine, you're able to channel a way different energy because you learn from it. I love that. Oh my gosh. You're so amazing. This has been a powerful hour. I'm just, just absolutely powerful hour. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to ask one last question, I mean, but I feel like I, we should wrap it up from there. Cause it was just such a beautiful thing that you, you, um, you left with, but I teach about conviction. And mm-hmm. I think once you have conviction, c- conviction and confidence are very much aligned energies. Cause when you have conviction, you're like, I know I'm the best at what I do. 
I'm no amazing at what I do. I know that I can get this result. I know I can get, do the thing. I know when I say I'm going to do something, I hold my word to myself. That kind of conviction energy is what people want in leaders. They want to be around that. And what would you say the similarities are with conviction and confidence? And, you know, is there a difference in them or how, you know, conviction is like downright, this is done. It's happening. You know, you have to have severe confidence to have that conviction that it's going to work. And so can you talk about that conviction? What do you, what do you, what is your explanation on conviction? Hmm. Well, I like the way that you put it. I, I think it's more of a matter of fact, like this is like a matter of fact that this is going to be the result. I'm going to have that success. I think I see confidence as, or confident energy as like, it's okay if I fail, like I'm going to just try again, you know, like conviction is more of like, I'm not going to fail. Like that's not an option. Confidence is like, and so what if I do like, conviction is like, of course, he's going to like me. Of course, I'm going to have an amazing first date and he's going to want to marry me. And confidence is like, he might not like, and so what? Like somebody better suited is out there for me. So I think it's more of like accepting that maybe not everything goes according to that picture that I mentioned before, but you remove expectations. Maybe conviction has a little bit more to do with like expectations. I expect this downright fact and confidence is like, I'm okay either way. Yeah, I, I like that. I like, that I, think there's, I think there's, I think there's strength in both, you know, yeah. like, I think, I think there's strength in both. Like it, you can say it's going to work no matter what. And if it doesn't work right now, it's okay. But that's the conviction connected to the confidence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how it's merged together. I mean, I love that. I personally have never really looked at it that way, but I love the way you say, it because I think it's a more like matter of fact energy and it's just yeah, going to get what I want. The anticipation that I said yeah. before, anticipating success. That's the energetic frequency of wealth. Like to me, it's like, well, I'm going to have it no matter what. I'm going to have whatever yeah. I want. I don't know when. And the confidence is, well, I just know that I'm going to have it, you know, yeah. and I'll do whatever it takes to, not whatever it takes, but I'll be in that energy. It's coming. Yeah. So any last words you want to share with our audience? I think you just were just amazing, by the way. Thank you so much. Um, as far as last words, I think one of our, our big things here that was reoccurring and probably almost every answer was about trust. And I think just really maintaining that trust within yourself. And when I say trust yourself, I mean it so much so that I mean, don't even take my word for it. Don't even trust me. I don't care if you don't trust me, Shamina. Like, I don't care. Trust yourself. You know yourself. You are an expert on yourself. You know your your gut, your intuition. Listen to that 10 out of 10 times and you'll never fail because it's, even if it fit, the failure looks like not getting a sale, it does, it's, it doesn't mean you're actually failing. It means you're just on the on the way to ultimately getting what's meant for you. So trust yourself. You will never let yourself down. No, I love that. I love that. Okay. How can people find you? So I'm on social media with Victoria.Alario is my last name, which is A-L-A-R-I-O, TikTok, Instagram. My podcast is For The Girls. You can find that anywhere. It's also on Instagram as For The Girls.podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming. You have been a pleasure. You have a consciousness that I've been feeling the whole time in this call and you do vibrate at a really high frequency. And I love that. And I'm so glad we've been connected. All right, everybody go check out Victoria and um, stay tuned for the next episode.